Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Peony on Magazine Street, exceptional women's and children's clothes and gifts. From our socially distanced virtual lunch table in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Aschuti, Tulane University Freeman School of Business professor and director of the Birkenroad Reports. It's business New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Aschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you have a business, you need to be online. It doesn't matter what business you're in, even if you're a hairdresser, or a plumber, or a manicurist, and none of your revenue comes directly from e-commerce, your clients are still going to expect to find information about you online. And if you're looking for new clients, no matter how much you might think Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter are nothing but time-sucking distraction for idiots, you have to accept that most of us today are those idiots. You either have to understand how social media marketing works or hire someone who does. One of my lunch guests today is an expert on getting you online. My other guest is an expert at getting you noticed online. Stephen Ellis is the president of Bellwether Technology. Bellwether Technology is the largest IT company in New Orleans. They have over 60 employees, a total of 100 plus local business clients, and since the game-changing onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, they've set up over a thousand people locally to work from home. Stephen, welcomed out to lunch. Thanks, Peter. Happy to be here. Stephanie Benitez is the founder of Stephanie Benitez Digital Marketing. Stephanie has done digital and social media marketing for brands like Warby Parker and for local businesses as diverse as Aunt Sally's Creole Pralines, Defend New Orleans, and Menon Faget. Stephanie, welcomed out to lunch. Thank you so much for having me. Stephen, let's start by talking about a slice of online life that seems to be regularly in the news, cybersecurity. When you have a brick and mortar business, there's always a chance that somebody could come into your shop or office, point a gun at you and rob you. But you wouldn't expect that person to be your friend. In the online world, I understand that these days you can be having what seems to be a perfectly normal email conversation with a friend only to find out that that person you're talking to is actually a cyber criminal who has now hacked into your computer, your business, and your life. Cybersecurity used to be something we dealt with by installing an antivirus program. Those days are apparently well behind us. What exactly are we supposed to do today at a minimum to stay safe online? Well, how much time do we have? Um, that's the, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot that goes into the answer to that question. Um, but one of the first points you made, I think, is one of the most important. Um, so just having awareness of what's going on out there and the different ways that we're all being attacked is important. And it used to be that, that you could fairly easily identify malicious emails or communications because they were coming from someone who was trying to impersonate someone else, but didn't really have access to that person's information. So it wasn't, it wasn't a real email from that person. There was something fake about it. One of the, the more recent trends um, is that as criminals do compromise people's accounts, they then use those accounts to attack other people. 
Um, and so you may see an email from a friend that's continuing a conversation you had this morning or yesterday that looks perfectly legitimate, um, that maybe has an attachment that you're expecting. Um, and that attachment could be malicious because a criminal is actually in the middle of that conversation and is replying to you instead of your friend. So it, it's, it's part of a general trend where, where the attacks are getting more sophisticated, more dangerous, um, and just you know another thing that we need to be aware of and looking out for. And Stephen, tell me that and it did, the flip side of that is, are our tools getting better at fighting it? It's certainly a cat and mouse game. And there are tools and there are uh, new approaches to deal with the, the attacks as they evolve. Um, certainly, th there's no perfect, you can look at the news today and what's going on with the solar winds compromise and the, the number of companies and government agencies that that is, is affected. Um, you know, sometimes the criminals win, sometimes the good guys win. Um, but, but there are certainly things that we can do to adapt and to protect ourselves. You know, I always look for uh, misspellings and poor grammar uh, as a tip-off, but most of my friends have those <laughs> same skills. So uh, Stephanie, when social media started up, it was seen as an adjunct to real marketing. Real marketing was print, billboards, radio, and TV. Social media marketing was free and you could do it yourself. Today, that's all changed. In 2020, businesses in the U.S. spent around $40 billion. That's $40 billion with a B on social media marketing. Now, although you can still do it yourself, things have gotten complex and sophisticated enough that a business really needs someone like you, a specialist who knows how to navigate social media, what to buy, and where to place posts. For a retail business, the logic behind social media marketing is obvious. You push a product out to a target demographic, they click on it and buy it. How does social media marketing work for businesses that don't have an e-commerce component, like a, a business, like a, like a plumber or a manicurist or a landscaper? Even given that you can target who sees the ad on social media, for a regular business, is social media post, is it any more effective than a highway billboard or a print ad or a radio spot? Yeah, I mean, that's all a good question. I think in terms of different platforms, you really, the sky's the limit. There is no space in which like a billboard is gonna be a worse option than social media. It's just a matter that social media can really reach you at the time that you need it most. And then on top of that, when it comes to brands that aren't necessarily e-commerce, like a landscaping company, like a catering company, you can really take the time to teach people why your business is the best. Do you do your landscaping really differently? Do you make sculptures out of hedge clippings that other companies can't do? And like, do you charge a really good fee that somebody else just can't top? You have the ability to do that and post about it as much as you want until you get the clientele that you were looking for all along. On top of the fact that you have like robust targeting activities that a billboard simply can't do, at least not yet. Stephanie, I want your background. I wanted to mention it because it's, it would be so encouraging for young people. You started uh, at Warby Parker as an intern, your junior at Loyola, yeah. then worked it up. And then by 23, you started your own company, which, <laughs> I mean, if you were asking me, I would have told you, I would have given you bad advice. I would have said, you're too young, uh, not enough experience at that point. How did it work out? <laughs> um, so with Warby Parker, like when you work at the magazine street store, they give you like the opportunities of leadership where you just get trained by the headquarters to do the job locally. And it was really great. It was taught, it taught me what I wanted to do with my whole life. And uh, when I joined Mignon Faget, turns out I was a 
part of a two-person marketing team for a multi-million dollar company, which of course they don't do that now. That's crazy. But at the time it was all they had. So I really had to learn everything from SEO to blog posts to social media to photo shoots and styling. Um, so I really took that and I ran with it. And when I left, I realized nobody had that kind of experience. And what my experience was, was like a one in a lifetime opportunity. So I've since taken it and shared it with every single local business that'll happen. How does New Orleans work in terms of uh, businesses? Are they, are they catching on to social media marketing? Or are they behind the curve, ahead of the curve? Ooh, I think New Orleans is behind the curve on so many business opportunities to be- <laughs> Number one in potholes. You know, we are a city that loves to call in for the day and be like, you know what? I'm not opening my store today. I'll open it on Tuesday. I don't like working on Mondays. So we will always do things our own way. And that is what it is. That's New Orleans for you. But um, I do think we are catching on. I do think there is this really good opportunity, you know, with the clients I work with now, they're just like, Steph, take it and do what you want with it. Just tell me what you're doing so I can have like some semblance of understanding. And I'm like, you got it. And I just want to see you succeed. And I think for marketers in the city that I have met, the ones that I love most, we all have that same spirit of like wanting to take our city and grow it in the way that it deserves to be grown. And Stephen, one of the things that grabbed me about what you're doing is that you can, if you're a small business, you might become their IT uh, department, or if it's a, maybe a little larger business, you might supplement their IT department. And the reason this uh, in, was interesting to me was that so many companies are trying to pair their full-time payroll. Uh, you know, one of the things most people don't know is, you know, you get hired for a salary, but to the company, it's another 30% on top of that for benefits and everything else. Uh, is that where you try to uh, market yourself? Um, sure. And, and, you know, each scenario is different in the small business side. Um, when a company could maybe justify, you know, not even a full-time person or, or, or maybe one or two or three people. Um, the reality is today to, to be on top of all of the changes in technology and the different things involved, it's just, it's, it's more than any one person can do well. Uh, so we can draw from a, a multiple teams of people, each of whom have their own specialties um, and give a complete offering to a business of, of you know, any size um, up to a certain point. Um, so it, it's not just a matter of, of, you know, what it costs to have a person versus to outsource that one person. It's just not, not literally possible to find a person who can do everything that needs to be done well these days. And Steve, we see a lot of folks on this show that have started a business and they want to kind of move to that next level. And one of the things that puts a halt to it is they don't think they can handle the IT side. So in some ways, I guess you're integral to, you know, that startup uh, entrepreneur business in New Orleans. Certainly, and especially the companies that, that see IT as a, as a strategic advantage and not just a cost they have to deal with. The ones who recognize the ability for technology to make their business better. Um, those are great clients for us and we're happy to take them, take them small and grow with them. Um, and, and, you know, we, we can make their technology do what it needs to do to support their business. And Stephanie, you, you mentioned something uh, when you spoke, spoke to us earlier that um, one way to look at your job is that you're, you're kind of a storyteller, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, how does that, how does that fit in? How, how, when you're, when to say you're meeting a client for the first time, where does that, 
storyteller pitch come in? Ooh, that can come anywhere. I mean, the beauty of marketing is that the whole point is to tell a story and to tell a narrative that like anyone can relate to. So, you know, in terms of Warby Parker, who doesn't need eyeglasses? And then who doesn't want them to look like inside? So, you know, sometimes it comes from the space of like, how can we make this t-shirt or this praline more relatable to the consumers at large? Or it's like, I really love the fact that, you know, Aunt Sally's has been around for 86 years now. That's crazy, but it's something we don't think about how it has been this staple of New Orleans commerce for decades. And how has it grown? How has it transformed? And how does it give us that really good nostalgic feeling of old New Orleans that we love? We've got good stories to tell, that's for sure. We really do. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with digital marketing expert Stephanie Benitez and Stephen Ellis from Bellwether Technologies. Stephen, for a person that's you know not in IT, uh, can you explain what it is you do for a company that um, that helps them? Uh, well, sure. I mean, we, we do everything an IT department would do. So that starts with just just having a plan. I mean, understanding what the business needs and then fitting their IT systems to support that. Um, these days, that that usually involves figuring out um, if they don't have most of their stuff in the cloud, how we're going to get it into the cloud for them. Um, because that really is the right place for just about anything to, to be secure and to grow and to adapt to what they may need. Um, so from there, you know, once we figure out what they need, put it in place, we're there to support them as they use it. They can call our service desk anytime. Um, we have a whole staff of people just ready to, to answer their questions. Um, and then just adapt as things go on. I mean, throughout the day, 24-7, we're sitting there doing a lot of things just to keep them secure. Um, I mean, that was something that's always been important, but it wasn't really um, as critical and compelling, you know, even just a few years ago as it is today. I mean, the, the security aspect, um, if nothing else, is why you need to really pay attention to who is managing and supporting your IT systems. Because cyber attacks are a, I mean, they are real and, yeah, common existential threat to small businesses today. The, the, the way that the attacks have become more dangerous and more common um, and more expensive and everything else, it, it's something that everyone does need to be worried about. Stephen, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you in here is that um, you've got now, let's see, as of March, you've got all these people, including myself, working from home. Is that a great market or a headache? What, what is it for you? You know, um, it is true, I think, that we tend to be fairly slow adopters of things here in New Orleans, but because of the, the disaster uh, threats and hurricanes, we are relatively quick adopters of cloud technologies. And I think we had a lot of our, I mean, the vast, vast majority of our clients already had email in the cloud and had a, had a lot of things in the cloud, which makes the migration to working from home a lot easier um, because your technology kind of by definition is made to be accessed from wherever you are. Um, and so it, you know, it, it was a busy, really couple of few weeks as we had a lot, a lot of people who were not typically accustomed to working from home, doing it for the first time. Um, but we got them through that and, you know, people can be productive. Um, we've also been very fortunate that, you know, a lot of our businesses are, are still up and running and doing what they need to be doing. Um, so it, it's, uh, we're just, Glad that we're all making out as well as we are. And Stephanie, I don't mean this in a bad way, but you're so great at marketing other companies, your clients, but how are you at marketing your company? So that's actually a funny thing that I get asked about a lot. And the reality is, is that I would love to keep it as small as possible. 
Um, when you operate for e-commerce, like, you know, DNO has over a hundred products. Aunt Sally is definitely over a hundred. And then other e-commerce have anything from 200 to 300 products that I have to look over, if not on a weekly basis, definitely on a monthly basis. So it really is time consuming. And in order to give the absolute best to my e-commerce clients, because they are so big, I really try to keep it as low profile as possible. <laughs> Wow. Kind of a finite group that you can do a great, yeah. um, great no, job with. And it's really worked on dividends because Aunt Sally saw over a hundred percent growth year over year in terms of traffic and revenue for specific channels that they've worked in um, and that we've piloted. So it, it's really important to keep things really small because I really do want to see these massive success stories. Um, I definitely want to put great value into everything I do. And Stephen, maybe everybody knows this but me, but what are, when you have a cyber attack, what are they going for? What do they want? Money. I mean, I, ah, that's always the answer. When they're attacking businesses, yeah. And, and it's, I mean, I don't know what the numbers really are, but it's in the hundreds of millions a year or billions of dollars per year. It, it's ridiculously lucrative, um, which is why, you know, it, it's becoming more common and more dangerous um, and more sophisticated. And now the you mentioned that they want money, like what form, like when you have ransomware, what do they, how does that work? And how do you get in the middle of it to help the company? Uh, well, fortunately we, we don't actually have to deal with that situation very often. Um, and there are specialists that we are not one of them. I mean, if, if you are seriously compromised and you're, you are uh, caught between a rock and a hard place and someone's asking you for half a million dollars, um, there are companies you can call and that's all they do is get in the middle of those negotiations and handle them. And, um, you know, obviously the first call is to someone who can get you out of that position by doing something technical so that you're not in trouble. But these days, it's not just that they go and encrypt your files and render them useless. They, they will steal your sensitive information and then threaten to release it publicly. Um, and so there, there's, you know, an IT person, once that has happened, um, restoring things from backup or doing something otherwise to recover the systems is not going to help the fact that someone has stolen your sensitive information and, and it's up to you to figure out what to do from there. Stephanie, I'm going to ask you about something that I actually have a little personal uh, knowledge of, and that is you're, I imagine you're, you are trying to pitch uh, like an ad agency from time to time. And do they get, do they get social media marketing? Is uh, they're you know obviously they're being schmoozed by TV and print and billboards. Do, do they understand how powerful um, your part is? How do you compete? I think at this day and age, like a lot of people do understand the importance of social media marketing. On top of the fact that social media marketing is one of the most accessible platforms you can get on, TV can cost you thousands of dollars. A billboard costs at least two thousand dollars, if that. Um, so you have. This, this space in which not only is it accessible, but it'll get you the results you want with very little effort. I can't explain the ways that like, you know, a billboard is always going to bring you money. We just know it's a good idea sometimes, but with an ad on Instagram or with Google ads, I can go ahead and show you, this is how many clicks you got. And out of those clicks, this is how many people like actually bought your product. And this is how much money it got you, which is more than the average amount that they're spending. And then they're like, wow, that sounds great. Let's do more. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Let's do it. So that's a lot more concrete than uh, let's say a billboard company that just knows how many cars have driven by or such. Exactly. And that's always the core of my pitch is like, yes, there are these companies that can give you a really pretty logo and can give you a really beautiful like 
splendid website, but here's something that will actually make you money that I can actually prove from start to finish is putting money back into your business like you need it. And uh, with with Stephen, uh, what is it? Uh, people ask, people, you know, laymen like myself have, uh, say to each other, you know, are you safer using email or text? Does does that make any difference? Are you safer using email or text? I, I think in terms of um, email is more targeted as an avenue by attackers to, to go and to do something harmful. Um, and frequently what they're after is getting access to your email account. And so they'll do that by sending you what's called a phishing email where they're basically trying to get you to type in your username and password into a page where they can capture it and then use it to log in as you and at that point, they have access to your account and can commit fraud from there. Um, they also may be um, using email to do wire transfer fraud where they will impersonate somebody or actually use their account to try to get one of their business associates to send money that they'll say, oh, our, our bank account number has changed. You know, instead of paying this invoice to this account, pay this other account, which is actually theirs instead of the, uh, the actual vendor. Um, or they'll just say, hey, this is a message from the president of the company to someone in accounting. Hey, please wire $100,000 to this account. Do it quick. You know, we'll, I'll confirm it later or something like that. Uh, enough of these things actually work um, that it, it still happens and, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a problem. Yeah. People, are, people are generally pretty gullible anyway. That probably, uh, that probably doesn't help. Yeah. And, and, and you have people who have learned a lot of lessons. They've been doing it for years who are actively trying to it's social engineering. I mean, that they've got techniques to try to get people to do whatever it is they want them to do. Um, and certainly people are susceptible to being, you know, kind of tricked or engineered into, into doing those things. Stephanie, my last question for you is uh, maybe the more controversial side of uh, social marketing. What about, um, what about TikTok? Do you use that? <laughs> yes, I love TikTok so okay, much. Okay. <laughs> what do what do you like about it? it? Has you know, there's people on both sides. Um, I like so many things about it. Um, generally, it's accessibility to Gen Z. I technically count as what people call a zillennial, which I think is a cringeworthy phrase. But born in 1994, I'm like right on the cusp of Gen Z. Um, so TikTok gets to be this place where like literally, this is a generation that doesn't really like Instagram. Most of them don't have Facebook. They really kind of just stick to Google, YouTube, and TikTok, and maybe Snapchat sometimes. So you see the space in which like now all the social media that we know and love is kind of phasing itself out with this generation. And here's this one platform, this one thing. And if you are going to do it, you have to do it correctly. You have to abide by the rules that they present in order to feed this very specific algorithm that these kids know really well in order to like, you can be viral in a day. The potential for virality there is just astronomical, which for any brand looking to go from zero to a hundred in a day can actually do it and succeed. It's crazy. Getting online, staying safe online and getting noticed online are all essential elements to being in business and staying in business. Like most things that evolved as the internet continues to grow, the more complex it becomes. Maybe eventually artificial intelligence and machine learning will replace us all. But until that day arrives, the increasingly specialized skills we need to have uh, for a business presence online is going to increasingly require specialists like you, Stephen, and Stephanie. We look forward to keeping up with you. And until we meet again, we'll do our best to keep up 
with the ever-changing internet. Thank you both, Stephen and Stephanie, for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. My guests on yeah. Out to Lunch today have been Stephen Ellis, president of Bellwether Technology, and Stephanie Benitez, founder of Stephanie Benitez Digital Marketing. We edited this show to fit into the time slot here at WWNO. You can hear our unedited conversation and find out more about Stephen's world of IT and Stephanie's online marketing by listening to the Out to Lunch podcast. You can find and subscribe to the Out to Lunch podcast anywhere you get podcasts and on our website, itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Out to Lunch social media. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. One of these days, we're going to go back to hosting Out to Lunch around the lunch table. Until then, Commander's Palace is open for dinner seven nights a week and brunch on the weekends. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Maggie Mendel. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Hancock Whitney. Hancock Whitney is here for families, here for businesses, here for communities during this challenging time. Visit HancockWhitney.com slash COVID-19 for the latest. And by... Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Peony on Magazine Street, exceptional women's and children's clothes and gifts. And by Basics Swim and Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie. And by the It's New Orleans Happy Hour podcast. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. 